one key thing about communication that a lot of people miss is that, so people forget what you say to them, but they never forget how they feel about you. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, as always on these Wednesdays, we got Matt Jones. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How are you doing, Todd? I'm doing fantastic, man. Just uh, got back from a conference. Was it my first live conference? It might have been my first live conference. Well, it was my first live conference I spoke at for sure, I believe, since COVID uh, hit. And maybe my second live conference in all. So I, I went to a multifamily conference locally here, but I flew to Atlanta, went to Viking Capital, Vic Raya. He'll be speaking at the North Star Real Estate Conference. And I spoke, I had the pleasure of speaking at his conference. It was a great event. It was a lot, a lot of fun. I actually spoke for the first time uh, at a live conference on uh, assisted living, on senior assisted living, something we've added to our company and that uh, really excited about doing so. No, it was fun. It was fun being there. It was fun just talking to a lot of people. There was a lot of doctors in the room, uh, which is uh, Vic was a was a doctor and his partner was a doctor, and so of course that's who they kind of attract. But it, it was a it was a great room, great event. It's always fun getting back live in person. I really, Matt, to be honest, don't really love virtual conferences, and we hosted the one last year. Uh, just because, you know, we, we wanted to be able to provide good information to people and wanted to continue the conference, but I really wasn't in love with the virtual conference uh, whole thing that, that everybody was doing over the last, you know, year and a half. And quite frankly, a lot of people are still doing. Yeah, I think people are really fatigued with Zoom meetings and things like that. Uh, uh, plus, I mean, the, the main thing I think about a conference is, that you get out of it is the networking. And it's just harder to have good networking online. You know, I think it's harder. Um, I agree. I think there is some aspect of it that might be easier because you're, if you actually, if the conference host does it right, they're forcing conversations to happen, right? So you get in these little pods and you have maybe two to three, maybe four people with you. And then you're having these conversations and these little pods and you've got something you're supposed to talk about. But that can also be done by the conference host too at a live conference. And so I've been to some conferences that you get into these little pods and you're supposed to be talking about certain things. And I think that helps lighten the burden of figuring out what to talk about. Because obviously when you don't have anything specifically to talk about, a lot of the times the conversation goes, you know, Hey, my name is, you know, Todd, what do you do? You know, where are you from? You know, that, that type of thing. And so it's trying to break the ice there and getting a conversation rolling. But if we already got a topic, that's easier. Something I want to implement in our conference um, is to really try to make sure people are talking about, yeah, I, I guess not make sure they're talking about specific things, but give them a plant an idea in their head of what they could talk about. Yep. I mean, I think uh, when you have that better connection, you're going to have better results as well. Right. I mean, 
uh, you know, and actually that goes back to our topic that we're actually talking about uh, today, which is uh, communication, uh, you know, the keys to effective communication. Yeah, absolutely. And so important and so many different levels um, in this business, especially if you do what I do, which is, is syndication, right? So we've got to communicate with our investors and a, an investor that's not knowing what's going on or is confused is a mad investor. And I was just talking with uh, another gentleman who was at the conference uh, and they are, they are excellent at communication, uh, but they've got one investment that they co-sponsored with a different group. And that group is extremely poor with communication. It's a slightly different asset class. So it's not, it's not multifamily real estate, which is what they specialize in. And so they co-sponsor with this GP. This GP is horrible at communication. They're the ones that are running the show. So the, the guy that I was talking to, um, he was just frustrated with their communication and explaining that his investors are frustrated with his communication because of what's going on. And that's that right there was, you know, it's, it's a point of, of stress for him. It's a point of stress for his investors because they're not having clear, constant communication. They don't know exactly what's going on. And he doesn't know exactly what's going on. They actually took a flight down to the, the property um, fairly recently. Him and his business partner did to try to figure out what's going on. He's like, we got, we're going to schedule another one here coming up. We're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. We're still optimistic that we're making money or we're going to be making pretty good money, but we're not getting the communication level. So you mentioned clear and consistent uh, communication. Like how do you make sure that you have the consistent communication? Well, I, I think it, you just have to set up a schedule. You have to determine what the schedule is for how much is, how, how much is enough and not too much. So we don't want to inundate on our communication. We don't want to have it to be, so much that people are like, geez, like I'm delete, delete, delete. You know, I don't want to hear from this person because I've heard from them 12 times already this week. Uh, but we, we want to make sure it's, it's often it's enough, right? It's often enough. So uh, it depends on who you're communicating with, right? Are we communicating with brokers? Are we communicating with investors? Is it with property managers? Is it with uh, lenders and so on? So we've got a lot of people we're communicating with. Um, is it with the people that, you know, you hire within your firm? And so it, how much is too much and how much is too little really depends on who you're speaking with. And it also depends on the type of communication you're trying to provide. So let's just take a, an employee, for instance, if you've got an employee and that employee is in more of a leadership type position uh, or can, can be independent then a daily or maybe even as, as long as weekly communication could be appropriate and it doesn't have to be down to the nitty gritty. It can be more of here's what we're doing. Here's our vision. Here's where we're going. You know, what do you need from us to support? Uh, so it really depends. And that can be a lot of verbal communication as well. Yep. And I think, you know, I have a background in mental health uh, counseling and I think uh, one key thing about communication that a lot of people miss is that, uh, so people forget what you say to them, 
but they never forget how they feel about you. So when you're communicating with people, really think about how do I want this person to feel about me and then act in a way such that that will help make it easy for them to feel that about you. Yeah, that's so valuable. I, I think um, we read into the communication very much so. And like you said, people will forget exactly what you said, but they won't forget how you said it, how those words came across. Were you angry when you said it? Were you excited when you said it? Were you optimistic when you said it? Were you super negative when you said it? Like people remember your energy that you gave more than they'll remember the words that you, you said. Uh, that that's super valuable. Hey, real quick, I want to talk to you about the North Star Real Estate Conference. We've got the North Star Real Estate Conference. It's the third annual. Of course, we're back live this year after taking a one-year hiatus and being virtual. We're live. We've got live and virtual options for you. So I'd love to see you there. North Star Real Estate Conference. It's all about cash flowing real estate. So we're going to be hitting on multifamily. We're going to be hitting on all things commercial. Uh, we'll be talking about syndications, asset management, all of that stuff that you're going to need to know and the mindset behind it. I've got a great lineup of speakers. So go on to northstarunlimited.live. Buy your tickets now. Um, I want to see you there. I want to network with you. I want to shake your hand. I want to get to know you. And we've got a ton of people that are going to be there wanting to do the same thing. So join us, North Star Real Estate Conference, October 7th and 8th. Uh, and it is in the Twin Cities at Mystic Lake Casino. So I hope to see you there. So yeah, clear communication, clear and, and consistent communication. And again, the consistency depends on how, depends on the relationship, depends on what's going on. My investors, we communicate with them once a month. And of course, they're always open to communicate with us more, but that's usually their onus, right? Or it's maybe us if there's something big happening. Um, but other than that, it's, it's once a month, we're sending them an email. So we're not giving them a, a phone, we're not calling each and every one of them every single month, because that would take way too long. Um, and, and quite frankly, the type of information we're giving them, a phone call wouldn't be a great way to give that clear, concise communication. An email is very appropriate. And we put an email into our portal so they can, whether they accidentally delete that email or what, they can always go back to their portal and always look at it. And maybe they want to reference something. Uh, say, I actually had an investor not very long ago that said, Hey, here's the returns we're getting. I thought we were supposed to be getting this. And I said, Hey, you know, obviously I didn't communicate very clearly to you. If you go into the portal and take a look, you can see the schedule when, where we're supposed to be at. And I was able to, through past communication, show them that this is where we're, this is what we're told you we were going to do. And this is actually what we're doing. And so it cleared up a lot of miscommunication because we had prior communication with them that we have complete, given them complete access to, and they can just go to this one space and go, oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, that's just, I didn't understand that completely. Um, and so, so I think that's super valuable that we always 
have that communication and we, especially if it's written, we keep it in a space where people can have access to um, specifically when you're dealing with investors. Excellent. I mean, if that makes sense uh, so that you have the record and you're, you're ready to provide people with support when they need uh, with uh, the record of things. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so investors I'm communicating once a month um, and we, when we send an email, let's talk, let's talk about that. When we send an email and this will, this will help you understand, I guess, just some clear communication principles is that we want to tell people what's happening at a high level with the property. We're going to tell them the progress we're making compared to our business plan, compared to the expectations. And we want to tell them anything that's happened to the property negatively or positively that might affect it in a different way than our business plan. So for instance, we've got one property where our rents are um, considerably higher than our pro forma. And so we're obviously very happy to tell our investors about that. I've had another property not very long ago um, that we had a very good size time period of negative news. We had uh, plumbing pipes that were uh, bursting. We had um, a gas line that, that had ruptured. We, uh, we had all kinds of issues that were happening. I want to make sure I'm telling my investors about those because what happens later on down, um, you know, these, finally this stuff comes out and they go, well, why didn't you tell me the whole time? So I just want to be open and honest with them. And I find that when you're open and honest, they appreciate it. I don't know how many times I've been open and honest and we've had negative things happen and I don't get the what's going on with my money. I get the thank you very much for being open to us. Thank you very much for this email. That's well appreciated. Thanks for your hard work. That's I've never gotten any other emails than that when I tell people bad news. So I think that's super important. I think we're all, a lot of us are afraid that if we say the bad news, we don't sugarcoat it. People are going to be super nervous and upset. I think people are super nervous and upset if we only tell them good news or if we don't tell them any news. Mm, that's probably even worse. That's even worse. Yeah. yeah. In, you know, in order for people to do business with you, they've got to know, like, and trust you. And maintaining honesty in your communication is going to help uh, build and maintain that trust. Yep. Yep. Well, and, and for them knowing, liking, and trusting you, it, that communication level is, is yeah, it's massive. It's, it's so important. They're going to continue to, to get to know you more the more you send these emails and updates and trust you. I mean, I, I recently had an investor that um, after one of our properties sold, emails me and says that he invested with several other companies uh, syndicators and that by far we had the best communication with them. And so he's now an investor for long-term, right? He's continuing to invest. He invested more money, a lot more money into the second deal than he did in the first deal. And I would assume he's likely going to continue by that email communication that he gave me, thanking me for the way we conducted business. I think that it just, it's just really important to be just transparent with people. Um, 
The other thing when we talk about effective communication is timing too. I think that's important and and it's okay if you're getting an email and you're not responding right away or you have a phone call, you don't respond right away. But I would try to set up some expectations. I think the most appropriate thing is if you aren't responding to emails and phone calls right away, you should be doing it within 24 hours. If you can't do it within 24 hours, you need to hire somebody to be able to do it within 24 hours. Or you need to at least write the simple email of, I got your email, I'll get back to you by Friday or whatever, right? But you need to respond somehow within 24 hours of, I got your email, right? Some, some, some acknowledgement. And I think the faster, the better, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be sitting on your email all day, every day just to respond. But if you can do it for me, I check my emails. I try to try not to be on my emails all the time. I try to be on them around noon. And then I try to check them again at the end of the day. And I try to clear as many of my emails as possible during that time. And again, if I'm not going to write a full email response, I just try to get back to them and say, Hey, I got your email. I'm going to, you know, email, I'll email you back tomorrow or whatever day it is that I'm going to send them an email back. Of course, then you have to follow through. Uh, that's even more important if you've already set up expectations uh, for that. But even a phone call, if you're at a phone, if you get a phone call and you can't get back to them, uh, it might be a simple text or email. Hey, I got your voicemail. Um, you know, I'm going to get back to you X date, you know, whatever it is. Yep. And, you know, I want to mention about making mistakes because I mean, we're all human beings. We all make mistakes, but I think school teaches us that it's bad to make mistakes. And so there's a lot of adults who, you know, when they make a mistake, they try to cover it up because they're ashamed by it and they, they don't want to lose face with people. But if you can rise above that and be honest with people when you make a mistake and own it and then uh, make a plan for fixing whatever the error was, uh, that's going to build more trust and uh, better communication. Yeah, for sure. For sure. One of the things, Matt, that I have noticed as I communicate and do a poor job and make mistakes and then learn from them is that I am, my brain has certain things that it understands and knows, right? It doesn't mean other people know what I know or are thinking the same way. So it's not that I'm necessarily smarter than them or I have more knowledge in them, but I maybe am thinking about something that's a different way than they are. And so the vision in my head, it's super clear, right? This is what needs to happen, blah, blah, blah. And I tell them what, how things are, what my vision is, right? I tell them that, and then they don't, do anything about it or don't do it right or whatever it might be. And I'm going, it was so easy. I used to say that all the time. Come on, this is so easy. Like what's going on here? Why? It's so easy to understand. I explained it to them. I can't believe they're not doing it. Well, it's because what's in my head and what goes out of my mouth doesn't necessarily translate back to into their head the exact same way. And that's just how it is. And so I think, first of all, Understanding that and acknowledging that is super important. And then figuring out ways that how can I get what's in my head out of my head and into their head the same way, 
right? Or as close as possible. The last thing is understanding that it doesn't necessarily have to be the exact same way. So depending on what you're doing, it can be done their way and it can be okay. And so that, that's the last part of it. So for me, if I verbally tell something to somebody, I think of, of especially if it's important and it's a step-by-step thing, write it down, write it down. So we have our weekly phone calls with our property management companies, right? We have our asset management calls and some of them are very easy to understand, but many of them have a lot of things that we talk about. And so after that communication, and sometimes even before the communication, depending on, on how things are going, I've got a list and it, and it says, you know, the person's name and they're going to be doing this, this, and this, right? And then another person's name, they're doing this, this, and this, and this is the deadline. And, and we just, now we did, we communicated verbally and we communicated it in writing and we're trying to be as clear as possible and complete as possible, right? So w- without having too much fluff, I think it's really important as well. But we just want clear, coherent, just completely easy to understand communication with people. And, and a call to action, I think, is really important too. So if there's calls to action, you have to write it down. You should have calls to action with people. Um, uh, oftentimes, you know, it depends on what, what the situation is, of course, but. Yep, exactly. And I, I find also like, you know, when you work with the person to create a plan of action that they are going to be more committed to it. Uh, you know, uh, one thing I did with my employees, yeah, allow, not just instructing is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, with my former employees, uh, if I had something I wanted them to do by a certain date, I would ask them to set their own deadline and, you know, I, I'd have in my mind where, when I wanted it to be done, what, what, but they would usually set their own deadline as before that. Uh, yeah. And so then I'd be, all right, all right, great. And if they didn't, I would challenge them on it, but um, yeah, then they would be more likely to get it done in time. I do that with contractors all the time. I, with contractors, I say, you know, I, I'd say, well, when do you think you can have this done? Well, you can have this done by X date. Okay. Well, here's the thing is, I, what I want to do is I want to set up an incentive, as incentive for you to have it done by that date. And we'll give you a little bit of a cushion, but then I want to have negative if you don't complete by that date. So with that being said, when do you think you can have this done? You know, okay, October 22nd. Perfect. Okay, October 22nd. If you get the project done on October 21st or before, here's your bonus. If you get it done on October 21st through, you know, November 1st, you'll, you get in your contract price and you get it done after November 1st, between November 1st and X, you get a deduction, you get another deduction here, you get another deduction. And that way they understand it, but they set the groundwork, right? They already told you when they're going to get it done. I, I like doing that a lot. I like, as, as you said, I like being able to allow them to make a lot of the choices too. Um, you can, especially if it's a project and, and they have some freedom, you know, this is the end result. How do you, what are you going to do to get there? Exactly. Then they own it and they're going to be more responsible uh, for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I think one of the trickiest things to understand is how much is too much, how much is too little. Um, for me, that that can be challenging. You know, when I'm talking with brokers, when I'm talking with property managers, we want to make sure that the direction's going the right way, but we also don't want to be a thorn in their side. We want people to have freedom and flexibility. We want people to take responsibility, but at the same time, we want to ensure that success is happening. Um, and so that's always a, just a balance. And, and sometimes it, you know, it flows and it can be changing a little bit, but um, for the most part, we, in my opinion, we want to keep a fairly consistent schedule on that. So like it, for our property managers, it's once a week, but when we've got a big construction project going on, it might be two to three times a week. And we also have formal and informal communication too, right? We have a scheduled formal call once every single week, but oftentimes we have many other calls within that, many other emails within that, uh, that informally happen because we need to communicate more. So if things go sideways, in my opinion, if people start to get upset at you or if people aren't performing to your level expectation, my opinion, it's your fault. You didn't communicate properly. I fired a property manager. Uh, well, I fired several of them, but every time I fire them, I try to look at what I did. And every single time, in my opinion, it's my fault because of what I did. I didn't communicate. Obviously, I didn't communicate my business plan effectively. Obviously, I didn't communicate what my expectations for the property for my residents were effectively. Obviously, I didn't do the proper due diligence on that company. And we didn't communicate what our expectations were for them, and that they could achieve those expectations properly. So for me, it's always my fault. I look at the people that I have fired or have left and I can always point out how I could have done a lot better in communication. And a lot of it is because what's in my brain doesn't get out of my mouth and back into their brain the proper way because I, I know the business really well. I've done it. I've repeated the steps a hundred times, but they haven't. Well, it's easy. It's easy for me because I've done it 150 times. It's hard for them because they've done it zero times. It's a foreign language for them because they don't know what NOI or cap rate is. You know what? Well, what do you mean? Is this? It's super easy. Well, yeah, it's for you because you've done it 3,000 times, right? So you've got to think about where they're at, where you're at, and how could we just break it down to make it easy write it down to make it so they can look it up, right? Put it on a video, whatever you need to do. Yeah. I mean, it's all a matter of like constantly thinking of like, how can I have better communication? How can I help prevent miscommunication? Uh, yep. And by doing that, you're going to be better and better. Yep. Agreed. Cool, man. Um, well, that's all I got. I think uh, just reiterating that it's so important uh, for effective communication in, in every aspect of your business in life, quite frankly, uh, you're, you're going to achieve a lot more. You're going to go a lot farther. You're going to have a lot of other people uh, that are happy with you versus upset at you uh, if you can communicate properly. Yep. And, and I want to say uh, the last thing here, the best book I've ever read about 
connecting with people and communicating with them is how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. And there's a new uh, version about uh, communicating in the digital world as well. So that goes over email and social media and stuff like that too. Got it. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Thank you. Every day, a Saturday. Thanks. You too. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. But your rating and review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to venturedproperties.com, venturedproperties.com and download our free ebook uh, on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.